0: What is up, my party people? This week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast is brought to you by Get Off Your Ass and Into Your Life, an immersive book experience by yours truly, Danny Driso, that's going to help you take action, overcome your fears, and stop apologizing for living your dream life. This book is for the unshishable, the limitless, and anyone who's done with apologizing for who they are and are ready to turn the volume up on their dream life. Every single chapter I've written has included real time dares to get you out of your comfort zone and into mastering your love life, your career, and your relationships with real and raw stories from my own personal life, from hot mess to somewhat of a success. This book will keep you laughing all the way to your best life ever. If you want to own your extra and turn the volume up on who you are, go to danielderiso.com book. And if you want to join me, IRL in real life for my official book launch party, where I'll have book signings games, and you'll get to meet me in person, go to danielderiso.com slash events. If you're coming from out of town or you want to have a VIP day with me, that is also an upgraded option. So go ahead and email danny at danielderiso.com for more info on that. Without further ado, I bring you this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. What is up? What is up, my party people? Welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm so totally jazzed that you are joining us today. Today we have an amazing guest that I'm so excited to bring you, and we talked about some epic things that are not being spoken on in this industry which I think is a real big deal, okay? It's a big fucking deal. So we are talking with Low from Embody by Low on how we can actually create major awareness on our thoughts, on our beliefs, on how we show up, on how we enter the room by taking cues from our body first and how our body knows more than our brain does sometimes. So I'm really excited about this episode. I'm going to let us get right into it. So without further ado, I bring you Embody by Low. Okay. Hey, what's up? Plug into the podcast. Thank you. Good. Um, For those of people who are listening who don't know who you are, like why wouldn't they? But let us know who you are, what you do, and what your favorite things to teach on are. And I would actually love for you to riff on what got you into this in the first place. And then we can just like dive right into the juicy stuff. Yeah, for sure.
1: So my name is Lauren Watkins, but everybody who knows me just calls me Low. It's just so much easier. My brand is completely embodied by Low, so we just go with Low.
0: Makes life easier. I love and it. I, it's so fun. I love like that's such a fun nickname.
1: Yeah, it's just it. easy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> funny story. I've always wanted to like change the spelling of my actual name to L O R E N because it would just make more sense, but. Uh-huh. I feel like that's too much legality. and are <laughs> like, a lot of
0: effort just to keep the branding.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But maybe one day <laughs> one when day. I have some extra time. Who cares? Yes. But basically, I am a holistic fitness coach. And what the hell does that mean? It means that I work with people in their entire being. So I work mind, body, and spirit. So we train, obviously, the body. But my full belief is that our being is completely <laughs> connected. So why am I just going to train one element of that being? So, work with my clients to train their mind through things like meditation, visualization, and breath work practices. And then obviously that goes hand in hand with the body work and just mm-hmm. creates this amazing work in the body and the mind. And then the spirit is, you know, like it's it's different for each person, right? So specific to each person. For me, the way that I really got to know myself at a soul level is through journaling. So Journaling is also a part of my process with my clients, um, but also just the, the process in, in general is the sole aspect to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into this. It's just been a life journey. Yeah. Um, I was super sick at one point in my life, and I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune disease, when I was 19 years old. And so I did the whole Western medicine world of go on this drug, it'll fix your problem. But then it gave me 12 other problems and basically almost killed me at one point. And I was in and out of hospitals and they would give you medication that just made me sicker. So I reached out and found like a holistic approach to wellness. And with that holistic approach, I realized (laughs) these doctors and these facilitators were guiding me through things like breathwork practices, to, to telling me to meditate and get a hold of my thoughts. And what was really going on in my body was corresponding to emotions, to feelings, to triggers and stress and anxiety. So I was like, hey, why don't I take this concept over into what I do? Because at that point, I was working in the fitness industry already. And it all worked out to be this holistic fitness approach. And I realized when I started integrating little things with my clients and just helping them breathe through certain things, at first it was very physical. It's like, okay, breathe through the movement. It'll be better. And they're like, oh, I actually enjoy this. It's like, oh, well, you could actually enjoy your life when shit gets hard. (laughs) Just breathe through it. It'll pass too. And you can still be in that place of, oh, I'm cool. I'm good. So it just kind of translated into – what I did organically if that makes sense. Mhm. Yeah. That's so and, cool. Yeah, 100%. So and I just really felt that was the missing link in fitness and I also knew there was something more for me, right? And like I knew there was something more than just being another pretty face in the fitness industry and I didn't I didn't I wanted more. And so I wanted to dive deeper into those elements. And I wanted more from my clients too. I didn't want Mm -hmm. them just to because I've seen this so many times. (laughs) People fix their bodies, quote unquote fix their bodies, or they transform it to what they want it to be, or they have this idea in their head and they get there, but nothing feels different. And that was like a huge problem to me. It's like, okay, you have your body of your dreams, but you still aren't living the life of your dreams. So we need to fix that. So I saw a need for that. And so that's where I took my business and my online platform was to create not just your body, but the life that you want to live and the life of your dreams and the body of your dreams. Because we can't just leave out the rest of the elements. It's like missing all these little pieces. You got to put them all together and then
0: you just live this amazing life. Because right? mm-hmm. it's so true. Because I've been at like... My part, because I dealt with like, um, a lot of disordered eating and stuff like that growing up, like my first diet, I was like 11 years old and I was on Jenny Craig. Like it was just like, and then everything from that. Right. And I remember no matter how fit I was, no matter how thin I was, no matter how, whatever it was like, nothing changed. Exactly. Exactly. And I would walk into rooms and I remember I started getting mad that people would like respond so positively to me losing weight. I remember, like, walking into me, like, "What the fuck? Like, is that <laughs> like?" I remember, is that-, one- is that all you have to say to me? <laughs> exactly. I remember yeah. one time, I I always wanted that, like, come back from summer vacation and be like a whole new person and like get yeah. all this attention. I always wanted that. I would dream about it, and I would be so. And I try to go and crash diets over the summer every year to get that. I remember one time in university, it actually happened, but it happened because I was like so, just like from so much self hatred, I was just eating like just chicken and cucumbers. Mm -hmm. And I was doing HGLC drops under my tongue and I was taking fat burners and I was working out like excessively and I was just exhausted and stuff like that. And it was just awful. And I remember it was because I saw myself on, uh, as a picture on stage, there was a show that I had to wear like a bra top in Mm -hmm. and then it turned me into a huge spiral. And so I come back from vacation and I walk in, I'll never forget this. And it was in the university like drama department and two people who had been so mean to me, like, throughout all the years, just because, like, I, like, totally isolated me, all this stuff, said, oh, my God, Danielle, you're, like, really pretty. I know, right? It was like, fuck you. You. (laughs) Like, what the actual fuck? Like, it was so funny, but it's, it's so true. It's, it has nothing to do with like, well, it's like, if you want to feel good in your body, feel good in your body, but it's everything.
1: Yeah. And it starts like, what I say is it starts from the inside out. And so like a lot of the work we do and it's, you know, like talking about these things from a fitness perspective, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're just a fitness professional, but you have to go back and see where did that come from? Where did it come Mm -hmm. from that? I'm not enough just the way that I am. And yes, we can talk about how we need to be healthy for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I totally stand behind health and wellness for sure. But my body now, if I gain 10 pounds today, or if I lose 10 pounds today within that fluctuation, I'm still healthy because I haven't crossed over any kind of line of, Oh, I'm too skinny. I'm malnourished, or I'm too obese and I'm causing other health problems. So if it's not a health problem and we've already, you know, recognize that it's not so why am I not enough in the body I am now versus losing 10 pounds and that was the same thing it was a different yeah. experience for me I was in the hospital for two and a half months at one point being fed through a tube in my arm because I couldn't like my body could not physically digest food so and I left the hospital and like I'm five nine by nature but I'm more of like a muscular human being yeah. but when I left the hospital I looked like what a model would look like because I. Never weighed 120 pounds in my life. I don't even think (laughs) ever. And I was like 120 pounds, five nine, and people would just be like, "Oh my god, you're so beautiful." And in my head, I'm like, "I am sick. Like I am physically ill." And like all people see is, you know, and that is what we're conditioned to see, right, by societal standards. But it that was like when things like went off in my head. It's like I'm the sickest I've ever been. I haven't eaten in two months. Like same thing. Like how how are you supposed to feel, right? And like, how are you supposed to own your space? Like people are telling me that I'm quote unquote enough now because I look this way. So I think it all goes back or not. I think I know that it all goes back. Okay. Where does this come from? And for me growing up, it wasn't taught, especially growing up where I grew up in the States, I grew up in super Southern, you know, the Southern part of the States where it's very conservative women are supposed to be be quote unquote ladylike and they're supposed yeah. to look a certain way mm. and we were never taught to have this voice or this empowerment or this like self-recognition of and I know you use the word entitled yeah. and like I know you're very specific about how you define it and I agree with that for me it's empowerment yeah, like of totally standing totally. in your in being in your own being of in, empowerment you're looked at as like cocky or quote unquote entitled yeah. in the wrong way totally, totally. because you're supposed to be a lady like you're supposed to be you're supposed to be seen and not heard and all of that bullshit Can't so you have too much
0: space exactly
1: so diving into those things and saying wait where did this come from okay i was taught this by my parents i was taught this by society and i i really work with my clients and we recognize these things without blame, right? We're not putting yeah. the blame on society. We're not putting the blame on our parents, but it's just for the information of, okay, this is, what I'm, this is what my inner child is still carrying. I'm supposed to be seen and not heard. So people are supposed to know me for what I look like versus my, what I have in my mind or my brain or what I've learned. Mm-hmm. So how can we come back to that truish being a self and then from there, make a decision how you want to look based on what you want, not based on what everybody else in the world wants.
0: Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And like, yeah, just all of that is, is, is so true. And it is like, what, what are you taught? And I like to say like, there's so many things in society and you can break it down and you can look at it and you can say, this is where the magazines are teaching this. This is where this is teaching this. And you're like, okay, cool. This is what I've been taught and conditioned what are my personal biases from that and how can I change the way I spend money, the way Mm -hmm. I eat, the way I like, we're seeing even so many trends now that it's like consumers have the power. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you really even want to change it. So say if someone is like, yeah, finally I feel good, but I'm so mad at society. I'm so mad at my mother. I'm so mad at these family members. Like I was severely, severely bullied by family members for my weight, Mm -hmm. like at a very young age. And then therefore trickled into school because kids would see my family members bullying me at school and be like, ah, they're cool. We want to get on that train. Right. And so it's like that thing, it could be like, I'm mad at all this, or it could be that's so fascinating that I experienced that and that I witnessed that. And yeah, how do I want to conduct myself now? How do I want to start the ripple? How do I want to start the wave without Mm -hmm. being like, cutting everyone out of your life or holding so much resentment around a person who might have treated you poorly in the past or hold so much resentment around society when you're still living in society.
1: Right. And, and that's, the, that's the reality, right? We have to be the end all be all for ourselves. And what's cool about that is being that end all be all, being that support system for ourselves being who we are, self is fluid. And like, that's one thing that I really teach my clients is like, what you want now is perfectly perfect, right? Like whatever it is. And if that changes tomorrow, that's also perfect because maybe you see something differently tomorrow that you want to shift into and that is fine. Or you learn something, you know, like you look at yourself now versus 10 years ago and it's like, oh, I have so much more information on X, Y, and Z. And that's how you construct your belief systems and what you truly want and how you want to show up in the world and how you want to be supported and how you want to support yourself. And like you said, so how do we show up as ourself and our fullest potential, as our best self, as our highest self while still having to live a society because nothing is perfect. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. So when we want to live in the real world, we have to come back to self and once you understand self, you can be your support system and like we were talking about before we started recording, you know, and I know you can relate to this is- Mm -hmm with my, with my family, like basically they have no clue what I do and they don't really understand it. And is that okay? Absolutely. It's okay because it's not meeting them where they're at right now, but I can still talk about what I do and be proud of who I am, supporting myself and showing up for myself. Even though if it doesn't go along with their beliefs or if it doesn't go along with where they're at right now in this moment. Yes. And I think that's vital to people in general is that whether it be in business, just in life in general, whether it be in your fitness, it's whatever aligns with you and your soul level and your truest, highest self is what aligns with you. And what I encourage my clients and other people around me to do is you don't have to explain that. Yeah. It'll come to fruition. The truth always comes out in the end. And for those people who have to question it or those people who have a disagreement about it, fine, let it be. And, you know, as I grow older, I start to lose that need to quote unquote, prove myself to other people. Mm because or justify your beliefs or justify my beliefs what yeah exactly because you know maybe they'll get it one day and that would be beautiful and like rainbows and unicorns and sometimes they want and that's okay but also too let's look at this from the abundance mentality there's so many people in this world that will get it so just keep doing you and living in that full alignment and you will attract those people whether it be in your business, whether it be in the community that you want around you to add to your support system,
0: mm-hmm. I love what you said, and it's two words, and I am obsessed with them, and that's okay. Or it's three words, and that's okay. Okay. that's okay. and that and that's okay. And that's something definitely recently. I would say in the past like six months that that's something that I regularly say to myself constantly. Mm-hmm. It's a mantra, right? <laughs> it's a mantra. It is a mantra for myself, and it's so funny because I didn't even realize it was a mantra until a couple of weeks ago. I was speaking at the Great Canadian Women's Summit, and I the whole time, the whole weekend, it was like a, a hilarious thing that people would be like, "And that's okay, Danny. And that's okay. That's okay." <laughs> like anything would be like, "Oh my god, I spilt water." And that's okay, Danny. That's okay, right? That's okay. It was so funny that I thought I was on stage. It was like a whole thing, but. That like, and that's okay, is honestly the only thing, like I have tools and I have techniques and you're probably the same, like there's all these little things that you can utilize in your toolkit mm-hmm. to maneuver through things like going back and spending time with your family <laughs> yeah. or being around different people to, that hold you accountable to the identity of how they see you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to look at it and be like, and that's okay. Okay. And not need that, like, to use every tool all the time. And sometimes yes. it's just literally saying, you don't agree with me, and that's okay. And that's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe even say, and I find that when I say it to people, it triggers the F out of them. This is what I realized. I say it to myself all the time. But when you say it to someone else, it's like, it stops. The need of any momentum of justifying or apologizing or needing to prove or anything like that on either side, Mm -hmm. and it is so uncomfortable for people to be like, "I don't need to. I see you, and I feel you, and I hear you, but I don't need to agree with you."
1: Yeah, and 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 that's that's uncomfortable for people. It's super uncomfortable for people, and and that's okay. Like, And (laughs) and that's okay. Yeah, but it's, and I find that it. It triggers people who are not comfortable with themselves,
0: a hundred and twenty percent, yeah, and
1: it's like, okay, I need something to fight against and to like hide behind, essentially.
0: Yeah. and
1: what and that's okay. That mantra for me is is surrender, right? Ah, and it's 100%. like surrendering to the fact that we're different. But what's also beautiful in that is what you just said is, I see you, I hear you. And I think at the basic, and this is what I think is really uncomfortable and quote unquote triggering for people is at our basic human need, we want to be seen, we want to be heard and we want to be understood. Uh So if we're like, I hear you, I understand you, I see you, I disagree with you and that's okay. That's a lot for somebody to consume because most of us, are constantly in defense mode and constantly fighting with one another and arguing and proving and one-upping and all of these things and it's it's all about us but when you flip it on them and say i see you i hear you i understand you and this is what i this is me over here and i get we disagree and that's okay i think the the uncomfortableness of that for most people is Holy shit, you see me like I'm not used to this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like oh shit you actually gave me what I not what I want right wanted. now for my ego but what I need. <laughs> yeah. And it's like ugh, what the hell, right? It's like the first time that you really feel a deep, intimate connection with someone in a relationship. And you're like, what the hell no. is this? Like, <laughs> what is this? I feel so, this is so healthy. This is so good. Like, I'm so confused. Isn't it supposed to be struggle? Like we've, um, really normalized struggle in mm. our heads and in like society in general. But like, really, I feel that that like normalization of just how, ha- like, I don't know, you could probably speak to this for you. Cause I can only speak for me, but like growing up with, Really disjointed dynamics in relationships, yeah. and gaslighting, and volatile behavior, and and totally um, affirmed volatile behavior. Like right. full on adults not being able to fully deal with their emotions, and therefore lashing out to children. Like that is like was so normal growing up for me, and it was like mm-hmm. the only way to have someone hear you is to scream, yell, belittle. Um, really like verbally abusive, like that was the only way to prove yourself or to get your point across or something like that. So even with people in my life where that is their normal, and I've known that for so long because they have been in my life for a very long time, it's like when you sit back and you say, I see you, I hear you, I understand you, and that's okay, it rattles them to a core. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. because they there's such a full surrender in that and they're so used to grasping for control and mm-hmm. that's their normal that they're like i don't even know how to respond or react or exist and that i feel sometimes can be a lot for people to handle like you said a lot for people to take in and almost it overrides their system like it's like like what the hell like mm-hmm. it's such an energetic exchange that they don't know how to handle it right And I
1: think too, it's like you said, in in my childhood was riddled with addiction and you know, you don't Mm -hmm. feel things, you numb things, you don't deal with anything. You just numb it and just keep numbing it. So hopefully, yeah, but (laughs) it doesn't as we all know. But in that exchange, one, one thing I really want to accentuate here is that when you can get to the point of truly understanding yourself, being that support system for yourself, and then start to show up like that in the world and, and have these types of things that where people disagree with you. And it's like, okay, I see you. I hear you. I understand you. This is me. One, you're surrendering and you're not fighting and you're, you're breaking a pattern in your life. Like By you nice. doing that, you've broken a toxic pattern in your family dynamic. And same goes for me. And same goes for, I'm sure a ton of other people, but also to why this is so, I think why it's so like triggering is because you are actually coming from probably the realest place of empowerment because not only are you saying, this is what I believe, but you're teaching somebody else. This is, this is how you treat me. Yeah. Yeah. You treat me by the, the way I treat you, like the golden rule. You treat the person, your neighbor, as you want to be treated. So by saying, hey, I hear you, I see you, I understand you, this is my belief, and I disagree, like, kindly and with love and all those beautiful things, you're teaching them this is, this is how we act in Lou's world, this is how we act in Danny's world, yes. and if you want to be a part of this world, this is what we do. Yes.
0: This is yep. the credentials to be in my world. Like this is, I love that. Um, someone said to me recently, Cassie Jeans, she was on the podcast episode, um, a couple before you when this little air. Yeah. And she said something like, Yeah, when you're around Danny, like she was talking to about me on her show, I think. And she was like, Yeah, when you're around Danny, she just like brings you into her world. And I've been thinking about that a lot recently, and I'm like, that's exactly what it feels like when you actually stand in who you are and you don't feel like off balance, like you have to prove or that you have to hide. It's like you just stand strong and you almost have like your own orbit and your own field and your own vortex and your own life where you're like, this is my world. And if you want to come play in this space, these are the rules. Yeah.
1: And that's healthy living. It's so cool. And I love that analogy of like
0: my orbit. I absolutely love that. Yeah. This is my orbit. (laughs) You can come in, but like you know what? Like you gotta play by the rules. Like exactly. there's law of gravity. There's a law of you have to be self aware in my world. Like you just yes you have it has to. to be.
1: But yeah. what happens like when we actually have to interact with people that aren't in our orbit, right? And we have to
0: do that a lot in life. And you yeah. know that you we can't just cut out. I was talking to someone about this the other day. But you can't just cut everyone out. Like yeah. you can, but you can, but it's, it's not healthy still, either. <laughs> yeah, it's not healthy, and the Um, the deep-seated patterns will continue with them or without them yes and
1: what I also have to say about the people who aren't the people who trigger you the most are the people you learn from the most Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's nothing anybody wants to hear right but it's the same and that's where like Everything can come back to the body for me. So, mm-hmm. with the resistance in training your body, no, is it, does it feel good? Hell no. It's uncomfortable. It's shitty a lot of times. But by putting yourself in that uncomfortability and that resistance, you're strengthening yourself. And that's how, like, I translate this type of fitness, quote unquote, into mind and spirit. Mm-hmm. And for example, we were talking before we started recording. I'm back in my hometown where I grew up and a lot of things are triggered for me because, and it's not to say that I had this horrible upbringing, but it it wasn't ideal by any means. None of us grew up in an ideal way. We all Mm -hmm. suffered some sort of trauma and people don't like to use the word trauma, but everybody has experienced trauma. And it's not, oh, I was molested or I was abused. Those are what I consider big T traumas. And there are other little T traumas that, for example, if as a child, and you have to think of this in a childlike mentality of, say, you have this coveted like security blanket and your mom decided that it wasn't for you anymore and it was too baby for you and she just took it away because that's what you do as a parent. Because they didn't want, you know, like it was too childish at this point, at some age, whatever it be. That's traumatizing. And yes, as an adult, when you look back at it, oh, that's not a trauma, but it was at that age. And that's just yeah. how we, how the nervous system processes trauma. So when you have to come back into spaces that bring up things for you and the people around you might not <laughs> play by those orbit
0: rules. Yeah. And not play by, oh, this is how we act in this world. Because you're also in their orbit as well. Like that's one yeah. thing too. I always say like, you're also in someone else's house, like emotionally, physically, like physically, energetically, yeah. energetically everything. Um, you're also in someone else's orbit.
1: Yeah. And we have to respect that and learn how to maneuver in it. And yes, it can be physically exhausting and you have to figure out how to put up, different types of boundaries for yourself and ways out and really to learn how to protect yourself and, and it's not pretty and it's not easy and
0: i haven't come across anybody who does it perfectly i know that i don't i do not do it perfectly at all that's something really that i think is important to talk about too is like just because you do this work you might do this work every day i teach this work i do this work and it's not perfect no i'm totally open to be like sometimes I, like my go-to imperfect thing that I try to really pull back from is educator mode. Let me educate you. Yeah. Guilty. Guilty. (laughs) Everyone raise your hands. If you're an educator, I am fully guilty in relationships of being like, let me educate you on what healthy... This is let me educate you on oh, what the I,
1: science behind X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I was
0: like, wow, you feel I feel like you're in a really negative space and it's really messing with my vibes. So let me educate you on how to get out of it when you did not ask me to educate you. When sometimes you're just like needing someone to listen to, and there's different things that you can do where you can ask. I always ask for consent with my friends, like are you open to feedback or you do you just need space to you need know, to hold space? To yeah, exactly. yeah. I always say, do you want to energetically blow your nose? Is what I call like. Yeah, I love that. Yes. Right? You're like, yeah, Cause you just like blow your nose, throw away the tissue. I'm not going to hold you accountable to anything that you say in this moment. Like what yeah. do you need? Um, but <laughs> sometimes people don't play by those rules. And if I say to someone who doesn't want to play by those rules, doesn't ever play by those rules. And they're like, and I say, are you open to feedback? And they're like, what the fuck does that even mean? And it's like, <laughs> I can't go directly into, oh, well, let me tell you, <laughs> like, you're like, welcome to the class. Um, I'm your teacher. Like, no. Cause let people, me stand on my stage. <laughs> here's my high horse. I'm just going to hop on my entitlement high horse of, of like enlightenment and spirituality and self-awareness. And like, yeah, it is funny. And I laugh at it because humor is one of the ways that I process things too. It's like, it's hilarious, but it's also, like, self-awareness, gut check yourself, like, it can't be that thing, like, is, are there certain specific, besides the educator, you can talk about that, where you find yourself falling into those imperfect patterns around people who have different orbits?
1: Yeah, I definitely fall into, let me educate you, because I'm teacher, healer, like, and I can heal anybody, like, that's Oh, let me
0: heal everyone.
1: It's like, no, Lo, you're not Jesus, it's cool, (laughs) like, but, no so that's definitely one of the traps i find myself falling into especially specifically like the science of like things and i'm like well if i spin it like about science like it's not so emotional but it all it always it it always blows up in my face so like that's just that's so my ego talking (laughs) yeah so definitely that but also to you i um this is really interesting, and I, I like to speak on this, especially coming from, like, a fitness background because, because most people think us fitness people have it all together all the time. And yeah. Really. Don't. But I fall into the trap of um, – and it's really interesting because I finally think I, like – you know, like, how you keep peeling back layers and you keep yeah. understanding yourself? And, like, yeah. I find this to be really cool because ever since I came back to North Carolina to, like, visit family and do some things here – I have falling into this, like, I've always been hard on my body. I grew up in the dance industry of, like, you Mm -hmm. have to look a certain way. But I never fell to what I considered too deep into that role. So I'd never suffered from any kind of um, eating disorder or anything like that. But I was very hard on my body and demanded perfection of it. So, but I have gotten away from that in the last like few years, and really come to a place of what I <laughs> considered on my high horse of like self love and kindness, to, especially to my body. Yeah. But I realized here yeah, I was picking myself apart, and it's like I had to be like, okay, wait, why is this happening? Like, w- where is this coming from? So I fall into the trap of like beating myself up. Yeah, but I realized. I mean, like, obviously, like, everything is multifaceted, but I realized in a lot of ways, perfection was demanded of me growing up, and Mm -hmm. I was supposed – perfection to another person, right? And, like, what I was supposed to show up for because that's what they expected. So if I didn't show up like that, that meant I wasn't perfect, or also, too – in my mind as a child, growing up in a home of addiction, I felt like if I was quote unquote perfect, I didn't rock the boat anymore. So it was like my false sense of security and control that if I show up perfect and I do all of these things, that I'm doing my part to lessen the chaos and and the trauma and the sickness. But it's only detrimental to me and what I realized here is like, when I come back into these orbits, those things get those, those responses, those neuropaths, ways pick back up because that's how smart our body is. They, they know, like, it's like, oh, you're back in North Carolina. It's like, as soon as you land, like, yeah, get, like I get off the plate, I'm in the airport bathroom. I'm like, did I look like that when I was in Florida? Like, yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. And I kind of backtracked it um, over the last couple of days. And I I was like, yeah, I'm really putting myself back into that kind of self-hatred mode of like, being too hard on myself and demanding so much of myself. And also, too, what I think is interesting, I fall into the habit of, like, I just want to sleep. I know that's, like, an escape for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let me just, like, sleep a little longer today or let me take a nap. And yeah. if you need rest, Mine's
0: hiding. Mine's, yeah. like, yeah, hiding, whether that be I'm going to sleep in so everyone else leaves and I have my own space, <laughs> right? Or I'm going to, like, go hide in my own space and, like, crank up music and just be in my energy. Yes. And I think, and don't get
1: me wrong, there's a balance of self-care. And if that's the way you need to self-care, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But the way I look at it is, am I avoiding something that needs to be dealt with? Or is Mm -hmm. this, Lo just needs some
0: downtime to get her stuff back together? Yeah. Is it like escapism or is it self-care? Right.
1: And sometimes self-care in the moment, you do need to to escape from some things and that's okay. But it's like, how like am I gonna stay in North Carolina every day and escape everybody and just not deal with anybody? Or am I gonna take those moments for myself recharge so I show up and as the best version of myself as I can because mm-hmm. maybe I do need a nap so I'm not a raging bitch. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, yeah. It's it's one of those things and people always ask me, like, how do you like get to that point? And it's all mm. self awareness, right? Like yes. you, it's And that's the training of the mind that I work with my clients. The training of the mind and the spirit is like just asking yourself these questions from a place of curiosity and curiosity is key. Curiosity and play are two very key elements of what I do because Mm -hmm. it takes the shame out and it takes um, the judgment out. So we look at things of, okay, I'm looking at this as – Am I going to my room to take a nap as self-care or am I avoiding something that I don't want to deal with? And when you look at it from a place of curiosity, it's more, huh, I wonder versus, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be a better daughter. I should be a better sister. I should be a better human. And all those things that come up sometimes when we're like trying to be aware, but taking that awareness to a place of neutrality versus you're a horrible person. You shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, mm-hmm. huh, I wonder why versus I shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, I love that. I the same with me, like some of the very important things I feel like I do teach and preach. I'm like, but like love the shit out of yourself and be yeah. loud about it. But really, what's that what I teach and that's doing is like creating this neutral playing field because we're so far on the other end of the spectrum. Oftentimes like the people who I work with, they're so used to being told to be quiet. They're so used to being like seen, not heard like all yes. that. Stuff. It's like you need the space to be able to crack open from that so that you can get into a space of neutrality Where the minute you walk into a room, you are not hyper aware of where your hand placement is. You're not hyper aware of how you talk. You're not hyper aware of what am I wearing. You're not pulling at your clothes. You're not all of a sudden like scoping out who in the room do you need to be like. Like that comes from neutrality. It doesn't come from one end of the spectrum or the other. It's just like neutral existence, being in the moment, Mm -hmm. curiosity, play, neutrality. Like it's just so powerful to say. Oh, like, wouldn't it be fun if we do this? Like, wouldn't it be like, let's see what this is like, or yeah, like, what am I feeling right now? I'm just like curious. Like, let's see what happens if I do this. What happens if I move my body? What happens like instead of being like, I have to have a super strict eating schedule right now, Mm -hmm. like something like that. And that gets you out, like gets me out of the whole. I need the results right now. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel that too, or like yeah, well, that
1: too. Well, for me, like that comes from we're talking about jesus now we're going to talk about buddha i'm probably confusing your <laughs> listeners They're like Where, who is this girl Where is she come from she's going to talk about all the next everything but, everything but like that's it in buddhism like being being attached to the result like any attachments is what cause like causes suffering and i think for me personally like i speak on this for me is being attached to any specific result or any specific outcome or expectation. We'll also talk about AA. <laughs> like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and it's crazy and it's so nuts until I, I really dove deeper into like spirituality for me personally and what it meant. Like there were so many things, um, obviously I've been in the rooms of like AA and Al-Anon and those things dealing with addiction and being like we have facilities for family weeks. For family members and diving into those things, like one thing that always stuck out to me, and I really thought it was fucked up because they are like, you should never have any expectations, like Mm -hmm. come here with no expectations. (laughs) And I'm just like, because I wanted to be that positive person that's like, oh, well, you should expect the best, but really that's what causes our suffering. Is like when we have an expectation, whether we good, bad, or indifferent, and that doesn't happen, and we keep the attachment to that. What I realize when I finally understood spirituality for myself and how I define it is, expectation is future tripping. Like it's it's like what's going to happen in the future, and by really attaching yourself to that future thing it really sets you up for failure and suffering. And it takes you out of the present moment. So for me, spirituality is the process of helping you to be more conscious, more aware, and more present. So, yeah, that's exactly it. The curiosity elements, the play elements, breath, these Mm -hmm. things, movement brings you back into the present moment. And that's what we're trying to do is – constantly get back to presence because when you get back to presence like everything the way it is right now is truly perfect and this isn't something that I say fleeting and because one of like my mantras is like when I get like super stressed out if like I had hit numbers in a launch for like my business or super stressed out about yeah. some kind of fitness result that I want in my life it's like okay right here right now I have everything I want and I have everything I need and more and mm-hmm. again not fleeting because um, I actually had this conversation with a friend today about you know I think we're so quickly to throw words away like love and gratitude and presence and awareness and all these like buzz worthy words these days yeah. but I say this with so much care about I have it, it being my mantra I have everything I want and need right now here in this moment because right here in this moment I'm breathing I'm alive I'm enough mm-hmm. and like when you can come into that and bring yourself into that space of actual presence like what else, what else do you really need and I'm not disclaiming yeah there are a lot of goals, and there are a lot of things that I want and that I dream of, and of course, I think those things are amazing and beautiful. But this pre- I have to be in this present moment to actually get there. Yeah, and I think that's where we kind of lose the plot of if we stay stuck in the past or we stay stuck in the future, we're never going to actually truly embody the life we want the body we want the career we want anything because the present moment has so much to give you and teach you right here and right now mhm and it's it is such a practice and i i recognize like it is it is tough it is challenging because we're taught to look to the future we're taught to really dwell on the past mm-hmm. and blame everything else on the past and blame where we're at based on the past but if we can come into the moment and realize this is where i'm at and just be radically honest with it and be with it because i think that's something i see with our society we're not willing to sit with our shit yeah and it's okay Mm -hmm. sit with your shit because i guarantee you if you sit with it long enough not from a place of I'm going to dwell on this and I'm going to get depressed. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're not like fostering resentment and grudges here. But to sit with it just to bring back curiosity and play. Curiosity, okay, well, what is all of this? How did I get here? I wonder how I got here. I wonder what this is teaching me. And I'm going to play with this (laughs) and like see what I can use from all of these things to create what I want to create.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: and that that's the beauty of life to me and like that's the fun of it and it's like that was one of that's one of my things because I can I can be quite an intense human being and very serious is mm-hmm. how can I have fun with this like how can I have fun and going back to that childlike mentality just and that's that's the beauty of like watching kids right or watching animals is they're constantly in the present moment and like I I mean like I don't have children I have dogs that are my children (laughs) and I like I look at my dogs and I'm just like you have no care in the world and it's because of their presence that they're just like the happiest thing ever and that we have so much to learn from that right And like, and watching like even an animal's curiosity of, huh? let me sniff this. What is this? Or a child's curiosity of asking why after everything. Mm -hmm. And that's something like I process, especially when I'm examining self is okay. Well, I feel, I feel triggered right now. I'm really hard on my body. I wonder why. And then I answer that. Okay. Well, I'm in North Carolina. It's coming up for me here. I wonder why. As a child, I was taught to be perfect. I wonder why. And just keep going. And that's yeah. the uh, wonder why game. I play with my clients and they hate me for it sometimes. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. like They're like, do we really have to play this game? And I'm like, yes, because it's fun.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so fun. And it gives you so much compassion and humility for the people in your life too that yeah. are like are not in your orbit, that do not feel like... They belong like in the orbit based on how they act and respond. You're just like, oh, I can see this trail of breadcrumbs. And it allows you to see them with so much compassion and not make it all about you. Yes. And I
1: love that you said that because I think that is vital in how you deal with people. Yeah. And instead of placing your preconceived notions, your assumptions, your judgments on people, because you never know what another human has been through. And even, and this is really interesting, because I played the I Wonder Why with with my mom the other day. Mm -hmm. Because I'm curious, because, you know, like, I didn't grow up in a family that things were completely open and honest. And I didn't grow up with emotions that were open and honest. So I was like, I had to preface with her, because she's not (laughs) technically in my orbit. But it's like, hey, I'm asking, like, to put her off defense mode and yeah. asking these questions because she's used to me being uh, I will admit my imperfection is like, she's used to me being in that high and mighty on my high horse, trying to yes. educate her based on mm-hmm. X, Y and Z. And it's like, no, I actually, I want to play a curiosity game with you. Like, and I asked her like different questions. Like, I wonder why about this and like allowed her to answer. And that's really interesting. That's a fun game to play with people like that you are triggered by or that, uh, you find difficult
0: yeah
1: um and if you're working on like empathy skills and just like compassion and kindness it's an amazing like practice or you know for example another game I play with is when it's not a person I know for example like say you're driving in traffic and somebody cuts you off it's like the first thing we want to do is curse them out and be like you mother and like keep on going like, oh, I wonder why. I wonder if their wife is pregnant and they're trying to make it to the hospital. And, like, I love it that. brings you back to, like, a place of gratitude mm-hmm. instead of, like, who doesn't want to live in that world versus, like, yeah. this mf just, you know, like, cut me off and he's an asshole. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. He's trying to get it with his wife and, like, that's so sweet. And like, who cares if it's true or
0: not? (laughs) Or maybe they're having a rough day or maybe this is happening or like, like you never know. And there's, um, one really cool perspective where it's like, I think it's called behavioral theory and I can never remember, but it's a presence where you respond to the world around you based on your own emotional capacity for yourself. Yes. And yeah, and it's like, so if you have that emotional capacity, emotional space, you have that curiosity for yourself, your default when someone cuts you off will be, okay, well, like you might have like that split second of like, oh, like that, like the reaction mode, but in real time, you'll automatically go into the default of. Oh, like I wonder they're probably late, or maybe they don't know where they're going, or like anything like that. Because you'll hold so much compassion and space for yourself. So when those things happen, you automatically work from the defaults of holding compassion and space for other people.
1: Yeah, and that's the ripple effect because yeah. energetically speaking, and I know a lot of people think this is woo-woo, but it, it's not. It's backed by science. But like when we put out those vibrations, obviously they're going to come back to us. One. But, too, like, that's the ripple effect of the energy moving out from you to other people. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: if just we start doing that and it ripples out to other people and they start doing that, like, that's – and because people – and, again, not not something to say fleeting. Like, I believe my work changes the world. And I don't say that for marketing reasons. Like, it's true because working one-on-one with somebody, if I can transform them to hold space for themselves – That means they can hold space for their wife, their husband, their partner, whoever, their child, their best friend, their cousin, their family member, and they teach them through their way of, or through their essence of holding space, other people start, are able to hold space for other people, or they're able to process their things Mm -hmm. and continue that ripple effect. And that's, that's how we make a change in the world. And that's how we actually make shifts and that's why I think, like, the work that you do, the work that I do, is so much more and so much more than for yeah. me, the fitness and the physical body, so much more for, than just this. It's, it's really evolving people, meeting them where they're at, mm-hmm. teaching them that they're enough, and holding space for them, and teaching them, hey, you can do this too. Yeah. That's how you are your support system. When you act, that is your support. And not to say that it all has to be self-reliant because I truly believe in community. Um, But when you get, when you're able to hold space for yourself, you know when you need the extra support. You know when you need to bring the community in. You know when you need to reach out for help.
0: Yeah. And you don't do it from a space of like neediness or needing to like control our codependency. It's just like such a, I feel I need support right now. And honestly, when you come from that space of like, okay, this is something that I can't do on my own and I really need support from that, it's like the whole world rises up to meet you.
1: Of course. And what is also super powerful, I find, is not only does the world come up to meet you, you define exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. And like that... Like my whole, like I, my pillars of my program are the, like everything is ease, but empowerment is my fate. Well, empowerment mm-hmm. and embody are like tied for me. But mm-hmm. when you can, we'll just do it this way. When you can embody your empowerment and truly live from that space, that to me is the greatest gift that you can give yourself,
0: and. Mm-hmm
1: in learning how to hold space for yourself, you're able to empower yourself and ask specifically for what you want and what you need because, and I like to add what you want in there because it's okay to want things. Yeah,
0: it's totally okay to want things. That's how you um, grow and expand. Yeah, and, and it's your
1: birthright to have it. Yeah. And that to me is what empowerment is, understanding that it's your birthright to get what you want and what you need and to step into those things and on them and that's what embodiment is to me so
0: -hmm. I love that this has been such a great conversation
1: I know I could talk for probably two more hours I know
0: right (laughs) I'm like oh this is so good and it's just it's so fun and it just like feels so good um I know that the people who listen to this will feel very heard and seen
1: yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay.
0: That's okay. And, and
1: that's okay. is your mantra from now
0: on. Everybody who's listening. A hundred percent. And that's, yeah, it's, it is truly powerful when you begin to say that to yourself and you say that to others. Yes. And we can make
1: a game of it. It'll be the Danny and Lowe game. Like yeah,
0: <laughs> when you're in a shitty
1: situation and like people are like just going out of their mind and you're just like, And that's
0: okay. And see what happens. (laughs) And that's okay. And that's perfect. And that's fine. And it's so good. Oh my God. Amazing. Where is your favorite places to hang out? We'll link everything in the show notes below, but where is like your favorite place to hang out right now?
1: So I'm always on Instagram. That's obviously, I know. Like (laughs) I, like it's, I deem myself as a social media grandma. Like I finally jumped on the social media train yes, I'm young. I get it. But like, it was never my thing until I went to an online platform. So Instagram, I love because it's easy. Like I go, I go, to, like, obviously I'm on Facebook as well, but Instagram mm-hmm. is where you'll find me all the time in my stories and posting and all that jazz. <laughs> like just fun side note. I went to, I went back to Facebook and I was like, this is not what I remembered from when I was in <laughs> university. There's so <laughs> many. Is like what I was. What is this? Yeah. So I love Instagram one because it's easy, but yes, that's where I'm, where I'm at most of the time, the easiest way to contact me is through Instagram and my DMs, or on my website. All my links are on my website of how you can reach me through email and to learn more about me and all that stuff. So,
0: cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been so much fun.
1: Yes, thank you, Danny, so much for having me. It's been a blast.
0: What is up, friends? Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast as promised, all your goodies are in the show notes below. So you can go ahead and swipe up and claim those. That's where all the information is on where you can find me, all the resources on my website, all the juicy, juicy info, where to find me on Instagram and all that fun things. Also, if we had a guest in this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that I put all their juicy details below as well. So go ahead and swipe up and claim those. If you've got a friend where you're like, oh my God, they need this episode in their life. Please, please, please share it with your humans. I want to get this work and these amazing epic guests and this podcast to as many human beings as physically possible. So we can continue to unleash our voice and get really unfiltered up in this bitch. Okay. So go ahead, share with your friends, tag me on Instagram. If you want to share a screenshot of the show and you know what sharing is really truly caring. So go ahead, go forth, multiply, share this with your friends. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the unleash your voice podcast. Until next time, go be bold, be bright, be you. You're fabulous. Stop being so goddamn secretive about it. I love you guys so much. Later, gators.